0: Welcome to this episode of The Confessional with the Social Yet Distanced. This is the uh, part of our network where we talk about things a little bit more personal. Addiction, health, mental health, uh, our personal lives, um, and how perhaps writing might uh, intersect with those portions of our lives. Um, Today we'll be talking uh, about an article I wrote in 2014 for the Good Men Project magazine. Um, It is called The Cognitive Dissonance of Love. It comes from March of 2014, I believe, and uh, it relates to suicide, bipolar, and uh, relationships, and it is a true story, so I hope that you'll enjoy that, and uh, stay tuned. Cognitive Dissonance of Love, reprinted from the Good Men Project, March 14, 2012, by Jack Farnell. Headline, When bipolar illness wouldn't let the woman he loved find her voice, Jack Farnell wrote the voice he heard anyway. Author's note, I am a semi-educated and informed supporter of mental health issues addiction treatment and prevention, and suicide prevention. This post is hopefully, with the exception of some slight artistic paint and polish, completely true. and comes directly from text messages, emails, and conversations that were held between the parties involved. In most cases, it's verbatim, minus some suicidal related comments and some extremely colorful language. In the world of medicine, And with the exception of some misleading recent advertising, mental health issues tend to be stigmatized and callously discarded. There are always several sides to a story and this is an attempt to shed a little light on the importance of the fact that the illness itself affects everyone involved and that all must be active and willing participants in recovery and constantly aware and constantly learning how to love and support each other in that healing process. I hope that this is accomplished, this goal is met, and if you need additional information or referrals to mental health care providers or services in your area, please give me a direct message via my contact on Twitter at Jack Varnell or Jack at EmotionalOrphan.net. And I'll be happy to help in any way that I can. Thanks. We'll get on with the story in a second. Hi, baby. It's me. I'm driving to work. If I don't talk to you, I'll just talk to you this evening when I get off. It'll be late, so I love you very much, and I will talk to you later. Love you. Bye. an excerpt from a Journal of Bipolar Love. Here's the prologue. She says all the time that I couldn't possibly understand what it means to be, well, her. And I always respond by reinforming her that at least I'm trying, and that seems to be more than anyone else ever did, in my own self-righteous way, of course. I remind her that if nothing else, we have love. We have common ground, we have survival instinct, and we have earned that right to survive. It comes automatically with a highly developed need to thrive. The love lives in shared, unfinished sentences and in mutual feelings and visions. Love lives in the big picture and in the lies that aren't real because we know defenseless moments in time are and unguarded smiles of recognition and acceptance. What is important, the thing that she forgets most often, is that we have shared so much of life and all it has had to offer us before we even met. I know a little about what it means, as does she. Mania, depression, hopelessness, and addictions of all sorts have crossed my path. They have tempted me with the ease of giving up and sinking down for the last time. She has had the same thing along with the trauma that only I can imagine that only I can imagine. That I can only imagine. None of it is hers versus mine. I know these things. I know because I have seen and I have felt their defeatist and well-worn claws around my throat. I know their pain and futility. They are ancient. And though they once had the power to kill me, today they are just an annoyance. Old and feeble and weakened by truth. I know they can be defeated. I know because I want to live and I want to thrive. She doesn't always want to believe that's true. I have to know it is, not only from experience, but because I have earned that gift, I must know or die. She's given me too much reason to live for that. She forgets that and yet here I am. And if I could convince her, I know what it means. Here's what I would say in her own voice. Her interpretations, spoken as if I'm her, and I offer my answer, my understanding, whispered into her ear as if it was her own idea, its projected self-revelation. Two-Way Promises from two poets or more. And she says, I hate you, don't leave me. Let me drive you away so you will stay. You ask about the worst of me, what I've told nobody and what I've hidden just out of sight. and I'd say it's hidden below the surface but I wear it on my sleeve or just under it so you will hate me too. Me. Yes, I ask, but I do not ask about anything specific. No best or worst, no good or bad, no right or wrong, secret or worn on a sleeve. I ask about you. I know you better than most, but never enough. I want to know. I'm a seeker and you have been found. I only know the glimpses. I am together selfish and selfless. I love the feeling of loving you and I want to know how to love you more and better. I ask because I must. You've hidden away too long. I ask, because to quench the longing to be part of the sum total of you and I, well, it's the holy grail that I've always sought. And she says, explain it. How do I explain myself when I'm not even sure? How do I put into words what I have run from, what has kept me running for so long? I'm capable and willing to tell you all of my secrets. I want to tell you everything, though I really can't and I won't. I trust you just enough to let it slip out a sliver at a time. Me. I do not require any explanations. It's the explanations and the reasoning that is flawed. Nothing is just the way it is. and needs scrutiny or investigation without prior contempt. Not blind acceptance. What I need is a more clear understanding of what the lies you believe are. The possibility exists that I can offer some hope because you choose to finally question the rest of the story. And she says, maybe it will help me, this full disclosure. Maybe you will hate me. Please do. It would be much easier. Maybe you'll understand. I don't know. I don't care. But yet I'm sorry I'm sick. Sick of running, running on sickness, running with scissors, hoping to fall, so here, 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 now, you beautiful motherfucker. I give you what you think you want. I hate you, not really, it's just what I do, but sometimes I think it's true. I let the phone ring when you call, or I pretend that I'm napping, even though I want to talk to you more than anything in the world. I will not call you, even though it's all I wanna do. It's just a matter of principle. I'm a creature of habit. It's the way I am. Me, Well, it must be hard to live on that roller coaster, but I must warn you. I love you, and it will be hard to convince me otherwise. All the things about me that you fell in love with are still here, and I suspect a little bit stronger than ever. It's part of why you resist so hard, given all the tools and peace of mind that you need. If you would see that, then the love I have for you would warm and console you, not overwhelm and frighten. The fact that I might sleep with music on or watch TV while I do other things is not really the important fact. I would gladly give all that out to live in the splendor of you. You believe I don't know the things you do to hide, but like so many of the tactics you so automatically employ, they only serve to fool you. I don't feel like a target or that I'm ignored. It's you who gets lost in the shuffle. I've said that all along. I win if you are happy and in love and aware of it enough to enjoy it. so she continues to reach out to you is not an option even though every part of me wants to I am prone to reach out to tell you fuck off and to be mad at you don't see it as a cry for help obviously you're an asshole and you don't know me and you never will I'll make sure of that and if you'll read my writing I'll need to remind you that you weren't there for me later Prince Charming has a price on his head, and if I had a gun, his fucking horse would be dead. You would be maimed. I wonder why you think you need the armor, but I thought you loved me. I'll be angry, rabid even, and it will be you who caused it, usually because you love me, you fucking jerk, and I will hurt your feelings because I know you feel. I will want to hurt you physically because you're so far away. I know if you were here, you might try to hold me. But you aren't here, so ha, I'll be here in spirit. Or, if, or try to come closer like we planned and I will drive you away or build a wall. I do that very well, you know. I told you that from the start. I'm afraid to let you closer. Though I crave constant attention and reassurances. And all it costs me is cold indifference. I can curse you, I can laugh at you, I can call you weak because you let me. Cleverly twist the knife in a covert way in conversation. My family members think it's funny. The one I love today and hates me tomorrow. What a pussy. You must be insane. And me. Again, in my rhetorical and rote fashion, I'll repeat, I love you. It's an uncontrollable emotion, and no matter what you or the world may throw at me, I fight to not be swayed. Love happens on a different plane. I could deny or pretend it doesn't exist, but that goes counter to everything in my life that I've come to believe, everything I believe you want and need as well. Ask yourself if those that would discourage you have earned the right to do so. Are they perhaps jealous of the fortitude and promise of a life filled with love forever? Have they ever sabotaged your happiness at any time in your life in the past? Would they Would the delicate balancing act come crashing down around them if you change the rules? Ask even if who you must ask is yourself. And she says, I will be jealous of the attention that you give to others, roommates, friends, Leonard fucking Cohen, or the unknown people of the internet. It doesn't matter who, if it isn't me. You will either waste my life a minute at a time on the phone, Or you will be an asshole because you want to get off of the phone to eat dinner i expect and demand to have as many others in my life as i want and i will lie about them spend time with them sleep with them or make them abuse me and any of it will be your fault or your cross to bear i will have them whether or not you want me to and even especially if it's just because you don't want me to I'll compare you to them one day and you'll shine. The next day you'll stoop lower than any of them or hurt me exactly like they did. Or did they? I forget. Can you please remind me? I will get mad at you for ignoring me. I will feel close to you and care for you one day, even be in love with you, only to be mad and want you out of my life or dead the next. Smother me with that same old shit, different day rhetoric, and with all the garbage about love, which doesn't exist, by the way. And you are a self-righteous prick if you think you could love me or that I would ever love you. Though you are a saint for trying, and I can't understand why you would, except that you must be insane. I can't understand why you love me, so you must not. Not really. There's too much risk in that. like euphoric recall and emotional amnesia are the most blatant symptoms and I use them like a reverse blanket to keep me cold. Maybe I've always had them. I don't know. I don't care or really even remember. The thing is I have the memory of an elephant. An elephant in the middle of the room that I ignore or feed depending on which serves me better at the time. And like an elephant when it is time I will go off alone and I will die. I'll show you, motherfucker. I tend to see every event, each day, each conversation as a separate event, always looking for signs that you might hurt me. They are all disjointed and you can bet I'm keeping track. When I feel neglected, I will get mad and forget that the day before you told me how much that you cared. I am inconsistent. I'm a mess. There is a part of me who is happy and confident and another part that is insecure, afraid, and that needs a defense whether it works or not. These days, I never know which one it will be. Every time I think I'm in control, that I know you care, and I feel comfortable with our relationship, the fear and doubt will come back and I remember all the others who started out the same way. The attached anger, inevitable doom and gloom, no matter the evidence, you are not like them. Maybe with time it'll go away. If I get my way, you will. Then I'll remember how much I love you and how much you let me down and how I knew it was inevitable, how I even prepared for it, foretold of it, and even manifested it. I'll remember completely, but I'll doubt it. And I'll blame you, and I'll remind myself of all those faults you carry around. All of it will take uh, is another close relationship, another new friend, another day, and it'll be all right back. Just as your love has me tied to all the others who lied, cheated, abused, or neglected me. I always knew you were Superman, a prince. How else could you juggle all of that? It's why you scare me, or is it? So you ask what you can do. You study, you learn, you try new ways to love me. I do not know what to say. All I know is fight or flight. I feel it when you do. The needy part of me wants your constant attention. It needs your words and thoughts, your presence. Even that four letter word love. I pray to love you as well. I pretend to know it is not the answer. I must accept and intensify the limitations on our relationship. The scared part of me wants you out of my life because it would be easier. The more you know and understand and love, the more of a threat you really are because you approach the things that I can't understand, the answers that I can't know, the me I haven't seen in forever and believe never existed. You see, I have a birth defect. I'm kind of like Jerry's kids, and that allows me to, or not, Then the hateful part of my defenses wants to hurt you because it thinks you've hurt me and all I can ask you to do is understand not to give up. But I can't, as you beg me to do the same. Motherfucker, go away. I will ignore you at times and I will shut you out regularly. I may be rude to you and I may try to hurt you. I may hide from you and wait for you to reach out to me so I know that you care. It is not fair to do these things, but I will. It doesn't matter though, you'll abandon me anyway, eventually. But you ask repeatedly to be here, to keep trying and try to focus on hope, love, and the big picture. Guess what, asshole? This is all I have to tell you. And after that, I respond, when it all comes full circle and the anger is gone, why is it that you can't see if you don't want to hurt me? And if you want to protect me from all that poison, that being away from you, not being with, is what causes the pain. The unconditional love makes no allowances for me to abandon you or us. It would be an act against my nature to do anything but love without question or without fail. I do reserve the right to be human, though, and have feelings both good, bad, ugly, and indifferent about how this love is received or about whether it seems to make a difference or not. And she says, I do not like this or the cynical nature of it. I do not like being needy, clingy, or fearful. I do not like that I hurt or that I hurt people, especially the ones like you who give a shit. I need you to be there for me, so fuck off and go away so I can blame you and not have to make things different. I don't like this, but it's comfortable like a well worn pair of shoes. A little too worn and a little too comfortable to invest in a new pair but I do not like that I'm rude and sarcastic to those around me but it's none of your fucking business anyway how I feel so go away and it won't bother you I do not like this part of myself so why should you I do not know the other parts anymore. Stop telling me you see or know them. You cannot possibly know me because you can't know what it's like to be me. If you did, you wouldn't act like you did while you begged to know more, you weak motherfucker. Forever, I have ignored this me. I have pretended it was me. But when I realize the possibility exists that this is not me, I revolt. And when you say it's not me that is a false identity created to protect me from the world I want to kill you or me. It's not an easy realization, and perhaps I haven't fully accepted that it's a possibility yet at all, or that it's a distorted form of hope. I want to know I have found my path, realize change is possible even though I hate that it might be necessary. Can I accept this picture of me and use it on the path to becoming who I I am? It won't be easy and it won't be quick. God knows it'll hurt and probably more than what I know now. Can I have faith that I can do it? Will you offer me that and a fucking guarantee? And if not, fuck you. Don't make it about me or my birth defects. These are my defenses, damn it. Perhaps one day I will see myself as the person you see behind my defenses and perhaps one day I will let others see that person as well once I get to know her, but I doubt it and me. You know in your heart the truth. I claim no perfection, no exemplary amount of patience or knowledge. I'm human just like you. I have flaws and fears that I'm a victim of them like anyone else on some days, and I blame no one but me or what the world throws at me. Though I don't often understand what I could have done differently, I just do. I have to keep walking, eyes forward and moving. I see you in our happiness in the close distance, within reach, and I try to grab it as often as it comes close and race towards it as it slips further away. That is something neither of us can control. We both know the truth, but neither of us on some days can use it as propulsion. We have to keep walking further and further away from the chains that, we have, bound for, that have bound us for so long. I've come to a point in my life where to not look that... To do so means death. It seems you're at a point that I was once upon a time where to do so means death. It's not that hard. I just want you to take my hand and share the journey. You can and should, and God knows you deserve it. Surviving is not thriving, and thriving is not an impossibility. It just takes some effort. And when I can't, I need others to pull me along. That's all I've tried to do for you. The rest is crap, and it's all lies. Going through the motions, whether at my prompting or your own, will offer the incredible results you need and form much healthier habits than what we are used to. We don't have to accept what we are used to. You know all this, and whether you believe it or not, I know what it means to have that knowledge and to lose it from time to time. I also know what it means to have it and do nothing with it. The knowledge is not the answer, it's the impetus. And what makes it hard for us when we don't do something, now we know better and know it is not where we need to be. Let's give that up and move forward, not stay stuck or sliding backwards. We have to ask ourselves whether we are truly doing all we can do to better our life and if not, why not? then take the appropriate action. Together is a lot easier. And she says, you present many. You are the people close to me, the ones that I trusted enough, exposed myself to, hid from in fear or loved. I want to be close to you even though I have kept you away. I want to keep you away though I want to love and be loved. I'm afraid you will do as you say and love me no matter what. You seem to have all along while you let me down. You are friends, family, lovers I've pushed away in the past, though I never forgave and never let back in. Friends and family I've never had the chance to tell. You are the people I will meet in the future, the people I will care about until once again I push them out of my life or until I die. Unless you are the part of me that is still hanging on, trying to understand who I am. You are all of these people and many more, yet you are nobody. In me, you're right. I am a part of you and you of me and we are love and we are hanging on and we are trying to understand and we are human and we are a gift to each other. There's only one wrong answer and one wrong course of action and that's giving up or believing it will always be this way. That's a lie. There may be factors that will not go away. There will always be opportunity for the outcome to be different. We just gotta try. We gotta do our part, our part. Not you and yours or me and mine, ours. So please don't be confused. This is nothing more than a love letter. I can never know what it's like to be in your shoes, but I can understand and care more than you give me credit for. I can continue to learn and grow. There's nothing broken here. There is no irreparable damage that has been done. The only thing that is wreckage of our individual and collective pasts have gotten in the way. The big picture and honest appraisal along with the effort to see and foster the truth will certainly supersede anything that feels imbalanced now. Love does conquer all. Acting as if, whether it is believable or not, this minute will give the view necessary and develop the habit of nourishing it. That only comes from the belief and action towards the end goal. The world and the enemies of love cannot hurt us if we choose to be steadfast and diligent. We will be rewarded beyond our wildest imagination. Please don't give up and know that you're not alone. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this one's a little bit heavier than usual. Uh, that's kind of the nature of the confessional series. Appreciate you being here. Remember, if anything uh, in this particular uh, episode was, uh, let's use the word triggering or impactful, please feel free to reach out for additional help if you need help. If you would like to be of service and uh, be helpful to those who might need your help, Also, please reach out to your local agencies who may have opportunities for that. Thanks, and uh, remember, this was nothing more than a love letter, okay? And uh, I hope that you feel the love. Stay tuned. Uh, Feel free to leave a message on our site page. Uh, You can call in on the phone and leave us a message. And uh, subscribe, like, smash, all that stuff. Be well. Peace.